You're listening to the preaching podcast of Victory Baptist Church in Roanoke Rapids, North Carolina, led by Pastor Jeremy Kobernack. It is our desire that you will be helped by this Bible message. Matthew chapter 26 and verse number 47, the Bible says, And while he yet spake, lo, Judas, one of the twelve, came, and with him a great multitude with swords and staves, from the chief priests and elders of the people. Now he that betrayed him gave them a sign, saying, Whomsoever I shall kiss, that same as he hold him fast. And forthwith he came to Jesus and said, Hail, Master, and kissed him. And Jesus said unto him, Friend, wherefore art thou come? Then came they and laid hands on Jesus and took him. And behold, one of them which were with Jesus stretched out his hand and drew his sword, and struck a servant of the high priest, and smote off his ear. Then said Jesus unto him, Put put up again thy sword into his place. For all they that take the sword shall perish with the sword. Thinkest thou that I cannot now pray to my father, and he shall presently give me more than twelve legions of angels? How then uh, shall the scriptures be fulfilled, that thus it must be? In that same hour said Jesus to the multitudes, Are ye come out against a thief with swords and stays for to take me? I sat daily with you, teaching in the temple, but ye laid no hold on me. But all this was done, that the scriptures of the prophets might be fulfilled. Then all the disciples forsook him and fled. And they that had laid hold on Jesus led him away to Caiaphas the high priest, where the scribes and elders were assembled. But Peter followed him afar off unto the high priest's palace, and went in, and sat down with the servants to see the end. Thank you. You may be seated, and if you keep your Bible open, uh, we'll be in this passage, and we're going to look at a lot of this chapter, and I hope it's been a blessing to you already just to hear it read, and uh, what what a blessing that is. This passage in Matthew 26 is the end of Jesus' ministry on earth, But notice I didn't say it's the end of his ministry because his ministry marches on and his ministry will continue. As a matter of fact, his kingdom will be forever and ever. There is no end of Jesus' rule. Uh, He is king of kings and Lord of lords. But Jesus has been with his disciples now for three and a half years. Remember last week we saw in uh, Matthew chapter uh, 4, we saw where Jesus called Peter and Andrew and James and John and he said, follow me and they followed him. Remember that? And uh, that was the start of the ministry of those disciples. Well, now we're at the end and they have just had the last supper and they've had the last supper and it says in verse number uh, 30, it says that when they had sung in hymn, they went out into the Mount of Olives. This is where Jesus will be betrayed by Judas. This is where he will be arrested and he will be led to a trial and he will be then crucified, beaten and scourged and mocked and crucified. And it says in verse number 31, and I want you to see, I'm going to read a few of these verses here and I'll give you some applications. I'll give you some truths to take home, but I want you to get this message. It says in verse 31, Then saith Jesus unto them, All ye shall be offended because of me this night. For it is written, I will smite the shepherd and the sheep of the flock shall be scattered. 
But after I'm risen again, I will go before you into Galilee. And Peter answered and said unto him, Though all men shall be offended because of thee, yet will I never be offended. Verily I say unto thee that this night, before the cock crow, thou shalt deny me thrice. Verse 35, Peter said unto him, Though I should die with thee, yet will I not deny thee. Likewise also said all the disciples. Would you turn with me, please, at the end of this chapter to verse number 74. Peter said, Jesus, that will never happen to me. I will never do that. Everybody else may do it, but Jesus, you can count on me. I will never deny you, and I won't even be offended because of you. Verse 74. Then began he to curse and to swear, saying, I know not the man. By the way, this was the third time that he had denied the Lord. And immediately the cock crew and Peter remembered the words of Jesus, which said unto him before the cock crow, thou shalt deny me thrice. And he went out and wept bitterly. Now I got a question for you, and this is an honest question. It's a very convicting question. But how do we get to this point? I'm not talking about somebody who was on the outside looking in. I'm not talking about a Pharisee. I'm not talking about a scribe. I'm not talking about somebody who just came just to, to, to eat the bread and to eat the fish and then left. I'm talking about this was a disciple of Jesus who left his nets. He left everything he had and said, I'm going to follow Jesus no matter what. And here we are. He's not following. He is denying. Unless you think that that could never happen to you or me, it could happen to all of us. If it could happen to a disciple that walked with Jesus and talked with Jesus and lived with Jesus and ate with Jesus and did everything with Jesus for three and a half years, there is no doubt in my mind that it could happen to us today. I want you to notice in verse number 58, I think this is a little bit of insight into what happened in Peter's life. And we'll share some things in this passage that I think can help us and help us to avoid this same mistake. But it says in verse 58, but Peter followed him. That's a good thing, right? That's what we're talking about. That's our theme for the year. Follow Jesus. But Peter followed him. Would you read those next two words with me? Ready, begin. Afar off. That's a problem. And I don't think Peter realized how much of a problem that was. But my desire for Victory Baptist Church this morning, my desire for folks that are watching the service online, those that are listening by way of radio, my desire for my life and for my wife and for my children, my desire for us is not that we follow Jesus afar off, because when you get away from Jesus, there's no limit to the things you and I can do. We're all flesh. We're all human. We all have a sin nature. And if we're going to follow Jesus, we're going to have to stay close to Jesus if we're going to follow him and get to the end of the road and say, hey, I fought a good fight. I finished my course and I've kept the faith. Lord, I pray that you'd help us this morning as we look at the life of Peter. We certainly know that Peter was a man greatly used by you. And we know that this was not the end of his life and ministry. You had big plans for him.
But I pray that we would avoid the pitfalls. I pray that we would avoid uh, the, the disappointments and the heartaches that Peter endured because of some decisions he made. And I pray that you'd speak to every one of us. May we not look down on anyone. May we not think that we are exempt, but may we realize that except for the grace of God, this could be our life and our story. And I pray that you'd help us to follow you and to follow you closely. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Let me give you a few thoughts here and uh, kind of a little different style than I normally would preach. I normally would give an outline of the, the passages. It's almost so much that I'm going to give you some challenges. I'm going to give you some applications and I'm going to ask the Lord to use it to help you to, to, to leave here with these truths in your heart. I want you to notice first in verse number 31, here's the first uh, lesson I see in this story about following Jesus afar off. In verse 31, Jesus said to his disciples, he said, all of you are going to be offended because of me, because of Jesus tonight. Now, let's think about this. If the disciples could get offended, do you think it could happen to us? How many of you think it could happen to us if it could happen to the disciples? You're absolutely right. If it could happen to them, it could happen to anybody. This word offended here in the Bible, it doesn't mean that you have your feelings hurt, although we've all had feelings hurt. And you say, I've never had my feelings hurt. Well, you don't have feelings then, because if you have feelings, you're going to get them hurt. Somebody's going to say something, somebody's going to do something, or somebody's not going to do something, or not say something. It's, it's just a fact of life. But this word offended, it means to stumble. It means that someone were to say something or do something to you, not just that you inside you bristled or not just that you had your feelings hurt, but then that it caused you because of that to stumble. It kept you from following Jesus. It kept you from serving the Lord. And Jesus said, all of you are going to stumble tonight. I want to say number one, as we're looking at this passage, if this could happen to the disciples, it could happen to us. Now, friend, I don't want this to be my story. I don't want this to be my testimony. I don't want this to be that years down the road, my children say, hey, dad, how come we don't go to church anymore? Hey, dad, how come we don't read the Bible anymore? Hey, dad, how come we don't do anything for the Lord anymore? I don't want that to be my story. I want to have a story that, yes, I've been hurt. Yes, I've been disappointed. Yes, we've gone through troubles. Yes, we have problems. But we keep our eyes on Jesus. I want to say this. If you don't put up some guards... This could be your story. You say, well, what do we do? Well, first of all, the Bible says, wherefore, let him that thinketh he standeth take heed lest he fall. I think one thing we need to do is realize it could happen to us. And except for the grace of God, you and I, we wouldn't be here today. You say, well, we're not bad like those people over there. Those pe No, 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 friend. You don't realize we're all just a bunch of wicked, rotten sinners. And except for the grace of God, we would not be where we are. We couldn't sing to God be the glory in church like this if it weren't for the things God had done to bring us here. But how about this? The Bible says in Psalm 119, verse number 165, Great peace have they which love thy law, and nothing shall offend them. You know what I find in my life? I find that the more I get in the word of God, the more I spend time in the Bible, the more that my focus is on what God has to say and the less my focus is on what people have to say, I don't get quite as offended. 
I don't get bent out of shape. I don't stumble when I've got my eyes on the Lord. I stumble when I get my eyes on people. I, I, I don't stumble when I'm listening to God, but I stumble when I'm listening to people. Number one, if this could happen to disciples, it could happen to us. Let this be a warning. Number two, I want to give you another a lesson I see from the life of Peter, verse number 33. And that lesson, number two, is this. Be careful what you say. Verse 33, Peter answered the Lord. God, Jesus has just told him you're going to do this. And Peter says in verse 33, Though all men shall be offended because of thee, yet will I, what's the next word? Never be offended. You better be careful what you say. I'll give you a, a humorous example. When I was in high school, uh, junior high and high school, we, I lived in the state of Illinois and we would not often, we would occasionally, we would go over to the state of Iowa. We'd play games. We'd play basketball and soccer games over there. And, uh, and, and we always used to joke. We, we always used to joke and say the worst referees were the ones from Iowa. I don't know why we said that. You know, I, I try to be careful here because we got a lot of Virginians across the state line. And so I don't talk bad about Virginia, you know, uh, and I don't talk bad about North Carolina either. You know, mama didn't raise no dummy. Uh, and by the way, I love North Carolina. I'm thankful for this place. But if you live in Virginia, we love you too. That was kind of quiet, but I love you. The rest, of, the rest of this crowd may not, but I sure do. But I used to joke and talk about Iowa and, you know, Iowa. And I used to, I used to uh, joke around about, you know, a bunch of gravel roads and a bunch of cornfields and all that. Well, then I met Joanna. And guess where she lived? In Iowa. And guess who stopped talking bad about Iowa? You're looking at him. Be careful what you say. By the way, I used to, as a junior high and high schooler, especially, I, I could get so intense in those ball games. And I used to not say things to referees. Well, not too much, but usually it was about referees. Man, that referee, what's his problem? I can't believe he missed that. And you know what's amazing? I used to be critical of referees until I had to be a referee. Whoa, hang on. That's a lot harder than it looks. How many of you have ever been a referee for a game or a sport or whatever? You know what I'm talking about. That's a lot harder, is it not? Well, be careful what you say. How about this? Never say never. You've heard that before. Here's another humorous example. Brother Dan, I, I think you shared this in the orientation, but I, I think you were telling the story about how that you told your mom once that you would never be a teacher. Something like that, right? I got the story right. Something like that. And Brother Dan was telling the teachers. He said, I told my mom I will never be a teacher. <laughs> Isn't it great? He's not only a teacher, he's an administrator. <laughs> never say never. How about this? And this is not humorous. Never say. I would never do something like that. Don't say, my children. Yeah, you know where I'm going with that. With your nose stuck up in the air looking at somebody else's family, somebody else's kids. Well, my children would, would never do that. You know what you just did? You just signed the contract that your children will do exactly that because you said they never would. I'm just telling you, be careful what you say. Have you ever gotten yourself in trouble just because of something you said? Sure. 
And Peter was known for that. Peter was notorious for opening his mouth and not thinking. But friend, I want to tell you, be very careful what you say. Uh, be careful about the commitments you make. Be careful about the, the statements you make. Peter said, Lord, these guys may all deny you, but I never will. And within a few hours, he did. Number three, I want you to notice verse number 35. Peter said unto him, though I should die with thee, Yet will I not deny thee. Number three, and I want to give you this lesson. If, you, if you're taking notes, you can jot it down. If not, I think you'll remember it. But sometimes, the lesson is this. Sometimes we focus on the big things and we fail at the little things. You know what Peter was saying in essence? He's like, Lord, when you need me for something big, if I need to die for you, sign me up. But don't ask me to stick with you when things get hard. Here it is. Lord, if you need me for the big event, I'm there. But don't count on me for the daily stuff. Uh, Lord, if you need me to do something that everybody's going to be watching, you can count on me. But if you need me to do something when nobody's watching, I may not be available for that. You know what God wants out of us? He wants us to be faithful in the little things. He wants to be, us to be faithful daily. You say, I'm going to die for Christ. Why don't you start with living for Christ? Why don't you start with reading your Bible and, and praying and, and, and giving and serving and going to church and loving people and forgiving people? Why don't you work on the little things and let the big things take care of themselves? You see, we're in no position to die for Christ if we can't even live for Him. You know what your family wants? Your family is not as concerned, your spouse, your children, they're not as concerned about the big things. And if you can do big things for your spouse or for your kids, I'm all for it. I say, praise the Lord, I'm happy for you. But don't do the big things and then neglect them every day. Amen. Don't do something big. Hey, we're doing something big. This is going to be the, the, the trip of a lifetime. And then every day for the rest of the year and every day for the rest of next year, you don't even know they exist. Friend, I want to tell you, don't focus so much on the big things that you fail to do the little things. I think that was Peter's issue. It's like he was ready. He was gearing up. Lord, I will die for you. And he wasn't even willing just to say, I know the Lord. He wasn't even willing just to stand up for the Lord. Number three, sometimes we focus on the big things and fail to do the little things. Number four, I want you to see this. The disciples in verse number 37, Peter and James and John, they go with Jesus, and he, Jesus is going to pray. And he says in verse 38, He saith unto them, My soul is exceeding sorrowful, even unto death. <laughs> now, we, we read these statements, but think about the seriousness of this. Jesus says to these three guys, He's got them in a group, and He says, My soul is exceeding sorrowful, even to the point of death. And He says, Now, guys, I need you to come with me and pray. And while Jesus is praying, these three disciples, Peter, James, and John, they fall asleep. You say, well, it must have been a long day. I'm sure it was a long day. But when Jesus is telling you how burdened he is, and then you fall asleep on him, and Jesus came back and he said, could you not watch with me and pray for an hour? And he came, went, left him and he went back, came back again, and they're asleep again. It happened three times. And notice what he says in verse 41. Watch and pray that ye enter not into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. Number four, here's a lesson I want to give us. This prayer time 
may have been the very thing that could have kept Peter from denying the Lord. Isn't that what Jesus said? Watch and pray that ye enter not into temptation. And this was Peter's chance to pray three times and he was sleeping. Friend, I want to tell you, when we get away from the Lord, usually that can be traced back to an empty prayer closet. Somebody gets away from the Lord and we say, where did that start? We could probably trace it back to a dusty Bible sitting on a shelf somewhere. It's not always evident in church attendance. It's not always evident in your singing in the choir. It's not always evident in your doing your ministry. Sometimes we do a lot on the outside, but we're missing the things that God requires of us that keep our heart right with Him. And this prayer might have been the very thing that could have kept Peter from denying the Lord, but he missed it. I want to ask you today, how's your prayer time? You know, the amazing thing is, we don't know what we're going to face this week. You don't know the battles of this week. That's why you got to be prepared. That's why you got to stay close to the Lord because if you're not, if you follow the Lord afar off, you don't know what you might do. I don't know what I might do. Number five, quickly, I see Jesus' prayer to the Father. He says in verse 39, Oh, my Father, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as thou wilt. You know, let's be honest. When we think about prayer time, you know what we're usually thinking about? The things we need, right? I need this and I want this and I've got to have this and I need God to do this for me and I need this. And that's and there's nothing wrong with praying for those things. But you know what your first prayer ought to be? Lord, if those things will not bring glory to you, then I don't even want them. Not my will but thy will be done. I want to ask you this morning, could you pray that prayer sincerely this week? Could you pray the prayer and say, Lord, my request is that your will would be done no matter what. You know, for Jesus, what he was praying, he was praying, Lord, if your will, Father, if your will is the cross, then I'll take it. If your will is for me to be crucified, then I'll do it. And maybe you need to pray this week and say, Lord, I'd like to be comfortable, but if I need a little bit of pain so that you can be glorified, I'll take it. If I need a cross before I can get a crown, Lord, if that's your will, I'll take it. If I need some, if I need some difficulties in my life this week so that you can be glorified, Lord, I'll take it. You know, what's amazing is just, just hearing those statements. It's almost like it, we don't even connect with that. That just, it doesn't fit with what we want. We want to be comfortable. We don't want pain. We don't want hard times. We don't want difficult times. But maybe those things might be the very thing that would bring glory to God. Can you pray a prayer like that? Lord, not my will, but thine be done. I want you to notice quickly, we see that because Peter and James and John, because they had not prayed, Because they were sleeping during the prayer time, I see that they were not prepared for what they were about to face. Peter reacted to this situation. I believe he reacted in the flesh. It says in verse number 50, Judas comes and Jesus said unto him, Friend, wherefore art thou come? Then came they and laid hands on Jesus and took him. And behold, one of them which were with Jesus stretched out his hand and drew his sword and struck a servant of the high priest. And smote off his ear. Now, 
one of the Gospels, one or two of them, they tell us who this is. <laughs> Matthew left him unnamed, but we know who it was. Who was the one that cut off the servant's ear? It's Peter. And Peter takes out his sword and he says, all right, boys, it's on. The battle's on. Let's get them. There's a problem with that. That wasn't Jesus' plan. That was Peter's plan. That wasn't Jesus' agenda. That was Peter's agenda. And so Peter works his plan and he's thinking this is great. Well, Jesus really messed things up because you know what Jesus did? <laughs> he reached down. He picked up the ear that was chopped off and he put it back on the head of that servant and healed him. I imagine Peter's thinking, wait a minute, if you got that kind of power, why are we helping him out? And then, notice what it says in verse 52. In the midst of all that is going on, the soldiers have come. They're arresting Jesus. Judas has betrayed him. Peter's taken out his sword and he takes a swipe at this guy and he cuts his ear off. Jesus puts it back on and Jesus looks at Peter and he says in verse 52, put up again thy sword into his place for all they that take the sword shall perish with the sword. You know what he was telling Peter? You messed up. You were not supposed to do that. That wasn't what I wanted you to do. Let me put it in today's language. What in the world were you thinking? What are you doing? That was dumb. That was uncalled for. Peter, that was not necessary. Now hang on, stay with me. How would you have reacted to that? Why do you think Peter got offended? Because Jesus rebuked him. He rebuked him publicly. He said, Peter, put away your sword. Peter, what are you doing? Peter, that's not what I've told you. I told you I was going to the cross. I told you I was going to be buried. I told you I was going to rise again. And you're worried like you've got to defend me with your sword? Peter, you're a fisherman. You don't even know how to swing a sword. You tried to cut off the guy's head and all you got was his ear. And Peter was offended. He was embarrassed. Number six, here's the lesson for all of us. And please hear me well. There will be opportunities to be offended. And I don't like to use the word opportunities because that sounds like a good thing. Sounds like something you want. You don't want these opportunities, but there will be opportunities for you and for me to be offended. Have you ever had a boss or a teacher or a coach or someone get on to you in front of everybody and you wish you could crawl into a hole, but there was no hole to crawl into? You just wish you could like melt into the floor and disappear, but you couldn't? It's going to happen in life. There's going to be times where you will have opportunity to be offended. In this case, it's Jesus talking to Peter and Peter could not handle it. You say, how come? Well, look what it says in verse 56. All this was done that the scriptures of the prophets might be fulfilled. Then all the disciples forsook him and fled. 
Peter said, fine. If that's the way you want it, Jesus, I'm out of here. I'm trying to help. I'm trying to do something for you, and that's the thanks I get. You're on your own, Jesus. Peter got offended. There will be opportunities to be offended. And friend, let me tell you, you've got to determine now that when those opportunities come, you're not going to pick them up. You're going to say, I know they're there. I know there's more coming. I know that there are opportunities for me to get offended and get upset. But by the grace of God, I'm going to keep my eyes on Jesus. I'm going to trust him. Even if I don't understand what he's doing, I'm going to follow him. And Peter, rather than following Jesus, he forsook Jesus and fled. Notice verse 58 quickly. Peter followed him afar off. We've already talked about that. That's a problem. We need to be close and we need to be with Jesus and in step with Jesus. But Peter followed afar off and he went into the priest's, uh, high priest's palace and he went in and sat with the servants. Notice the last four words of that verse. To see the end. You know what that is? That's called giving up. That's called being fatalistic. That's called saying, well, guess it's all over. I guess we can pack up and go home because it's all over. He had given up on God. He had given up on the Savior. And friend, I want to tell you today, no matter what happens in your life, do not give up on God. God's not done. God is still at work. He's still God. He's got a plan. And Jesus' life and ministry were not over here. As a matter of fact, the best was yet to come. Jesus would go to Calvary, yes, but he would rise again and he would uh, uh, show himself to his disciples and he would ascend up into heaven and he'd give the promise that he's coming back. Friend, don't give up on God's plan. Peter gave up. He just went to see the end. Well, I guess it's over. We get so depressed and we get so discouraged. Sometimes I think it's because all we do is watch the news and all we do is listen to the worst case. Well, you know, in the next 20 years, you know, the United States of America is going to be all underwater. Global warming is going to wipe us out. You know what they were saying 20, 30 years ago? They were saying the next ice age was coming. Oh, I tell you, the economy, oh, it's so bad. Oh, it's so terrible. You might as well give up. Well, friend, first of all, I don't know what's going to happen with the economy, but I'm not laying up treasures down here anyway. I'm laying up treasures in heaven. And I know the economy in heaven is just fine. Everything's in control up there. But don't give up on God. Then number eight, lastly. I see that Peter, I won't get into all these verses, but I encourage you to read verses 58 to verse 75 later. But Peter denied the Lord three times. The first time he said, I, I, I don't even know. I don't even know what you're talking about. You know, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't, I don't know Jesus. The next time he said, I don't know the man. And the third time he, he cursed and swore and denied the Lord. And that was when he heard that rooster crowing. And that was the sign that Jesus had given him. In one of the Gospels, it's interesting, I think it's the Gospel of Luke. But in one of the Gospels, the Bible says after he denied the Lord three times, it says, and the Lord looked upon Peter. Almost as if from that trial, Jesus was able to turn. He heard that rooster crow and he turned and he could see Peter afar off and made eye contact with him. You imagine that? And the Bible says in verse number 75 that Peter went out and he wept bitterly. He remembered the words of Jesus. 
Number eight, here's my last thought. We're going to close. My last thought is this about Peter's life. When you are not close to Jesus, you are close to doing things you never thought you'd do. If we could sit down with Peter on this platform and say, Peter, walk us through this situation. Say, Peter, did you ever think that it would be possible that you could deny the Lord? Did you ever think you would curse and swear and say, I don't even know who you're talking about. I've never even met him. I've never even heard of Jesus. Peter, would you ever think that you would do that? I think Peter would say, never in a million years. What happened? Well, when you're not close to Jesus, you're close to doing things you never thought you'd do. So here's my challenge. You say, well, what, a, what an awful story. What, what, what's, the, what's the hope? What's the remedy? Peter, he was so close to Jesus and he failed. Well, aren't you glad that that's not the end of Peter's story? The Bible tells us that Jesus appeared to Peter after he was crucified and after he rose again, Jesus didn't give up on Peter. As a matter of fact, it was Peter that Jesus used to preach the message at Pentecost when 3,000 were saved and baptized and added to the church in one day. And friend, I want to tell you, maybe you've had an experience like Peter. I'm so thankful that God's not done. I'm glad that the story is not over. I'm glad that the last chapter has not been written. And maybe today you've been like Peter. Maybe it's time for you to come back home and get things right and let God use you again. Or maybe this morning, maybe you say, you know, I haven't done those things and I, I want to pray and ask God to help me that I'd stay close to Him. I'm going to ask the Lord to help me so that I don't get offended. I'm going to ask the Lord to help me that I'll stay faithful and follow closely so that I can guard against the tragedy and the heartache that Peter experienced. Thank you for listening to the preaching podcast of Victory Baptist Church in Roanoke Rapids, North Carolina, led by Pastor Jeremy Coburnett. For more information about our ministry, please visit our website at vbcrr.org. May God bless you as you serve Him this week.